around the we world. Uh, 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 to the beach, y'all. Let's go. Uh, all around the we world. Y'all know this is so, so dead. Yeah. Luke and I look at banter right now. Yeah, because we're, 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 our banter is not stopped. Yeah, we can go on forever. Yeah. Well, this is like a uh, this is a Y ball reunion here, too. Sure is. Yeah. This is a big deal. I'm still mad about that championship, Seth. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's a rough championship. Still keeps me up at night, yeah. It's an asterisk. A total an asterisk, yeah, for sure. Seth may have had the biggest impact on the court for our team, but uh, I think Luke and I had the biggest impact it off was the court. The cerebral side, <laughs> the Phil Jackson side. We were like the GMs putting the team together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did a, yeah, we did a good job, but I think we also uh, recognized our flaws in team building. <laughs> yeah. uh, when we talked, when we talked like a year or two ago, when I saw you, I think we talked about how we wanted have a fun team and a good team and you can't you can't have a fun team and a good team you just got to have a bunch of serious guys really yeah we wanted to get all our friends on the team and then we realized some of our friends aren't that good and (laughs) we also have to fill our team with guys that uh, aren't that good either but yeah hey there were some memorable times though oh yeah but uh yeah how are you guys holding up in uh in chicago during this quarantine Yeah, um, it's been all right. I'm a grad student at UIC, and uh, we're having an extended spring break right now, and then we'll have all of our classes online the rest of the semester and figuring out, like, helping my internship move our stuff online, and, you know, just everything's been canceled um mm-hmm. volleyball nationals i was gonna go to a wedding in mexico my siblings and i were gonna do a trip to europe but all of that is like very trivial concerns to compare to what a lot of people are going through out there um so yeah we're just hopefully supporting each other and i've been trying to have non-virus related conversations with people as much as possible so yeah. i think we'll kind of get into some of that today so yeah, yeah you're for one sure. of those people who's really disappointed because you had all those things planned a bit yeah, yeah. i try to stay positive because i know that's like a very first world problem to have yeah, yeah. where like a lot of people are worried about their health and i'm not as worried about that but yeah but yeah good way to yeah. go about it Definitely, like, you don't think of right away that any event, like, personal event is pretty much canceled, too. Like, people have been planning their weddings for months or even years, and now they can't can't yeah. do them just because, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, John, we, John, we talked about contagion last week, and as yeah. the week went on, it got, like, so much more serious in the news that that contagion podcast now looks like extremely silly yeah well when we watched that i was like oh my god this is like this is so depressing watching this 
movie about this, but it, luckily it's way worse in the movie exactly, than it is here. Yeah. But now it's like getting to that point yeah, where it's it is. Yeah. that bad. So it's, it's not that even level scary in real life. So I'm like, wow, we did like a casual episode on contagion be- before yeah. thinking like, wow, what a what a silly parallel to this Matt Damon <laughs> yeah. movie of what we're going through right now. Yeah. And we uh, a couple of weeks ago, we started a YouTube TV, like 14 day free trial mainly because i wanted to watch more nba um and of course i got like two days of that and then the season was canceled and then since then i've just been watching like like impractical jokers or shark tank or just some like sort of mindless show to like just keep me not thinking about the news or whatever's going on yeah just i need something mind just mindless entertainment yeah i gotta tell you guys what uh some of my friends from home and i the, the desperate lengths that we've gone to now <laughs> um, since normally we're watching NBA at this time of year. So <clears throat> my friend Kyle, first of all, he bought 2K because he didn't have it before just for mm-hmm. this purpose. And then he figured out a website, whatever, software, where <clears throat> we can all jump on like a video call and then he presents his screen and then he simulates a 2K game. <laughs> and then we watch the game and like That's make sweet. bets on who's going to win. Um, wow. So we're planning on like <clears throat> just doing a whole playoff bracket with the seeds as they would be if the season ended today. Yeah. And then like going through and simulating so all the playoffs. Watch, so you're just watching the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's desperate times. I've been playing a lot of the computer but yeah. I've been playing twelve minute quarters. Twelve minute quarters on two wow. K. Dang. Yeah, so it's Bold really immerse it's really immersive. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you score then? I feel like that those No, like, like it's really realistic. I play on Hall oh, of okay. Fame mode. Uh so by the end it's like a regular score, like one ten to one oh three. If someone scores one thirty, uh-huh. it means they had a really good game. But yeah, like when you play that long of a game, you really care at the end about the yeah. outcome you're like i just spent over an hour and a half playing this game i better win and if yeah. you don't you feel like all an the time. idiot. You, you feel like mm-hmm. an idiot but yeah i'm i'm a huge nba fan uh seth so what's your podcast focus on exactly just nba uh, as a whole <clears throat> yeah so the what I was just talking about, like that wasn't for a podcast at all, but we do have yeah, a podcast yeah. called uh, Sportball uh, with Squam, Stogie, and Skulldog. So we just talk about sports and um, mm. usually NBA and NFL focused. Sometimes we'll sprinkle in a little baseball. Um, and then, yeah, we did release an episode maybe a week ago about <clears> – <throat> Kyle and Sam and I, the, uh, my other co-hosts, Sam's really the host, and then Kyle and I are the commentators, analysts. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And <laughs> uh, we it's did a podcast like about, right, we did a podcast about the top 25 NBA players of all time um, since... Ooh. That figure sounds like we can't... something we would do here, just movie-wise. Yeah, yeah. Figure we, we can't watch any games right now, so look to the past and have a little debate to keep ourselves entertained so yeah we do well, long lists over here too yeah 
we probably did like six or seven episodes in a row that were just lists yeah yeah nice. now we yeah. need to now we're doing uh this type of stuff just because it's different yeah who uh who are in your top five your personal top five um i'll tell you the top five but you have to listen to the podcast to get the order okay I'm so gonna, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you five in some order <clears throat> um kareem magic bill russell lebron james michael jordan in some order i thought, I thought you were gonna throw a curveball there and not include michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was not gonna include uh lebron james <laughs> i feel like seth you've been uh like a fan of LeBron, even when everyone hated LeBron for a few years. Yeah, is that right. That is yeah. true. Although um, it's tough now that he's on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, that was one of the more <clears throat> disappointing sports days of my lifetime. <laughs> um, and I even had a couple of friends who like gave me sympathy cards when they <laughs> when LeBron decided he was going to the Lakers because I just been a huge fan of his and a believer for a long time and then he went to my least favorite team so i'm like not sure how i'm supposed to feel about him now because i used to make all these arguments about you know how he's better than jordan and all this stuff and it's like well if i was really being sincere about that that shouldn't change just because he's on my least favorite team now but at the same time, it feels dirty of me to be arguing for a Laker to be like the best ever or, you know, one of the best ever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it is what it I is. I definitely struggle with uh, the team bias because when the Bulls and and Heat used to have their battles. Um, That's when you hated LeBron. The Heatles, I, was, I hated LeBron. And then now since the Bulls have been bad, I'm like, yeah, LeBron's great. I love LeBron. But, uh, yeah. So I, I was know. in denial probably all in high school on how much I liked LeBron. <laughs> I totally liked him the whole time. And I've, like, finally accepted how much I like LeBron probably these past few years, I think. Mm-hmm. And I defer from you because it was when he went to the Lakers where I was like, whoa, that's fucking cool. LeBron fits in the Lakers. <laughs> like He's a fucking just like, you know, he's like a Hollywood actor type guy. So when I was like, oh, he's going there, that makes sense. And it does. Uh, so I've, I've actually been following it extensively. And then when he, they the last weekend where they beat both those squads before the NBA shut down, I was as pumped up as ever, probably about like this NBA current NBA season. And then they shut it down uh, that yeah. week. So it was a huge letdown. Because I was really into this season. Yeah. This has been my favorite NBA season in a while because I feel like there's a lot of different teams that could actually. Well, there, there, make was, a the there was a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. yeah. Now, now no one's going for the title. But uh, yeah. And it's been exciting to see, like, I know all these stars are going to, like, the big cities, the big markets like LA, but it's kind of cool to have the two LA teams be really good. And start to develop like more of a rivalry there too. And yeah. can't complain about Anthony Davis and LeBron playing together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Their their last game against the Clippers, I thought was fucking sick. Yeah, it <laughs> like, was. I was so into it. I like I was watching with my brother, and we didn't say a word to each other the whole time. We were just mm-hmm. like in every play. Yeah, it makes you really excited yeah. for that. Like projecting that as the Western Conference Finals, but. 
mm-hmm. now there's just so much uncertainty of if the playoffs will even happen or when yeah. it will be. Yeah. And, but yeah. And there have been a lot of replays of old games mm-hmm. uh, that I've been watching too. And I've seen some old clips of the Lob City Clippers. Oh, nice. Totally forgetting how much I took that team for granted. Yeah. That was a really fun team. That was team. a fun team. Yeah, yeah NBA. Been a lot of clips. Yeah, like the NBA Facebook account was doing like a live mm, streaming yeah. of the uh, 2013 NBA Finals Game Six, and I was yeah. watching it a little bit, and then I was like FaceTiming with my sister and my cousins, and then we finished up, and I turned it back on, and I turned it on, and there was like 18 seconds left, and Kawhi was shooting those free throws, and I'm like, oh my god, I just turned on the game at like the most the pivotal part. point arguably in like nba history <laughs> uh so it was it was fun to watch that even though obviously i knew it was going to happen but it is kind of fun to relive some of those old games definitely yeah i saw a montage of mike breen saying bang and just <laughs> all his mike best breen. his best bangs it was the video <laughs> yeah. and one of the one of them the first ones in the video is ray allen hitting that yeah. three yeah. Allen bang and then there's like <laughs> mm-hmm. Ben Gordon versus Celtics and it's just oh it's mm. the best yeah actually so, yeah I've also watched highlights of that Bulls series with the, the Celtics, Celtics series in like yeah 2009 oh yeah that was a great series loved it so right the guys best. the best <laughs> I always for, I was like man the Bulls almost beat the Celtics that year then I, I thought we were that gonna they didn't like, have get swept and then they went at them every game and it was overtime. It was just play after play, uh, and it was just good basketball too, which I think at the time for as a Bulls fan we were not used to seeing. That's true. Oh, yeah, the baby Bulls. And hey, ben that Gordon. Celtics, that Celtics starting five never lost a playoff series. Just saying. Really? I mean, Kendrick yeah. Perkins, KG, Paul Pierce, Rayon, Rajon Rondo. Uh, who was hurt when Kobe beat them? Garnett. Right. Yeah, KG was out a yeah. lot that year then. Yeah, which that yeah, would have probably the whole been a better fi- series. For the whole finals? Yeah, I think so. I think it w- was probably some of it. I guess we'll have to uh, go back and watch it again. That'll be my yeah, mission let's go for back to the tape. next week. <laughs> yeah, well, part of the reason we had Seth on the podcast is because he also has an NBA podcast. Well, we don't have an NBA podcast, but also has a podcast and it's about the NBA and he's a Celtics fan. Guilty. So the movie that we watched this week is Celtic pride, which uh, I don't know if this is a movie you've ever heard of Seth. I definitely haven't. I had not. Well, uh, yeah, so originally our plan was for March was going to be all about basketball movies because March Madness, basketball, right. obviously. Um, but, yeah, there's been some changes to then that. We did Contagion, then we did now Contagion, and now we're back <laughs> yeah. on basketball. Because <laughs> now, since we can't watch the NBA, we have to watch movies about the NBA. So, uh, yeah, that's why we all we all sat down and watched Celtic Pride, which... Luke and I have had a chance to talk a little bit about it since yeah. we watched it, um, but we didn't necessarily love the movie. My favorite NBA player, by the way, is Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, yeah. <laughs> Lewis Scott. Yeah. Is that his name? Lewis Scott? Okay. Lewis Scott. Yeah. So, speaking of that actor, my, this is like 
my favorite tidbit from the movie. So the entire film, I'm watching it and I'm like, Lewis Scott looks just like Coach from New Girl. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen the TV show New Girl. One of the I like have. side kind of main characters is this guy named Coach. And then I'm like having lunch with my good friend Sam, and we're talking about it. And Sam looked it up, and in fact, the actor who plays Lewis Scott, his son, is the actor who plays Coach. So I was right yeah. the whole time. You were right. Yeah, they do look alike because they're related. Yeah. yeah. I could barely and think another, about anything else. Another fun fact about New Girl is that Winston, mm-hmm. Lamorne Morris, is a Glenbard South alum. Oh yeah. I think yeah. I've heard I think I've heard that. I remember yeah, that. Lamorne Morris. He went to C O D too. Maybe he <laughs> took geography. geography with your dad. Yeah, who nice. knows? <laughs> uh yeah. That's a good call there. It is uh it does look like Damon Wayne's because it is Damon Wayne's. Yeah. Damon Wayne's Jr., I believe, is Junior. coach's mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, well, I guess where to begin with this? Um, let me read the plot summary really quick. Yeah, do that really quick, and then I, I have some stuff to say. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, and and I also want to say before I read the plot summary, this I just know where to start. By... I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> okay. I'm not going through everything. I'm just going to – I know where to start. I've got – yeah, I've got some notes. But uh, it was written by Judd Apatow and Colin Quinn, who were two – I mean, pretty much comedic, legends in comedy. Comedic right titans. Now. Yes, powerhouses. Um, and the plot of Celtic Pride is two overloyal Celtics fans kidnap their opponent's star player in order to guarantee their team the championship. Yeah, so the and, movie uh, begins yeah. with a very, very heated speech by Dan S- Daniel Stern, also known as, better known as Marv from Home Alone 1 and 2. Yeah. Um. And so a lot of these times, I thought that Joe Pesci should have been in. As much as I love Dan Aykroyd, I would have just loved to see Joe Pesci in this role instead, just to bring the duo back for the. It would have saved the movie, I think. Um. But yeah, Dan Stern basically gives a whole monologue about his setting up the plot going forward about how the Celtics have disappointed them year after year and how they're gaining a new arena. And then there's a bunch of superstitious uh, things he says along with that. Um, and then apparently he's a bad husband, a lot, <laughs> which I thought was actually hilarious whenever he came home and his <laughs> wife was like, you fucking degenerate, you're doing more things for the Celtics. <laughs> and then he'd like grab a beer and go do more things for the Celtics. Um, and so, yeah, base, base, it tries to play a uh, comedic note on over, um, over-obsessive, insecure fans. Um, and I think I do like Dan Stern in this movie kind of sometimes uh, as, just, as just the weird Celtics fan guy. It kind of works. Yeah. I originally thought that the only likable, semi-likable person in this movie is uh daniel stern's ex-wife just for leaving him but then Mm -hmm. in the end she starts also cheering for the jazz because you know they want lewis scott to win and totally takes a turn i'm like why would you do this why are you trying to support your uh idiot ex-husband now 
Um, so then, yeah, by the end, I, I just really hated everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was just very annoyed by everything Nobody had going any redeeming on. qualities. Yeah. yeah. And I was also annoyed. I was annoyed by the lighting of the movie. Yeah, it wasn't it, good. It wasn't very bright. And it's a fucking, like, stupid comedy. So it should yeah. be very bright and flashy. Well, it got and- 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I think that was about right. Nine uh, percent of critics still gave it a positive score. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I just felt like, I mean, it was like not meant to be a plot that makes sense. But originally, these two guys, their plan is to just get the Utah Jazz star player, Lewis Scott, get him really drunk. So that he's hung over for the game for game seven against the Celtics. Which that plan kind of made some sense. Um mm-hmm. but then suddenly they wake up and there's Lewis Scott like in their bed. And then suddenly they like have a gun and they're like, Oh, I guess we have to <laughs> kidnap him now. Like I didn't get why at that point they're just like, Okay, I bet he's hung over now, like Let's go see if he can play. You know, yeah. they would have been like mission accomplished. And then suddenly they're like at the bottom of the staircase and he's like, okay, you leave me no choice. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, that part really made no sense. And it also just them getting him drunk at that bar. First of all, he's this huge star apparently in the NBA yeah. yet. He goes out during the NBA finals to this bar. And the only thing he wants he's, to do is he's hang very, out with these he's two. very irresponsible. It, yeah. Has some ego issues that he wants to hang out with oh, his random fans yeah. and get drunk with them during the finals. It's not the finals though. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's game six yeah. and seven of the finals, which oh, why man. if you're making a movie, like wouldn't you have the Celtics play the Lakers? Yeah, I you wonder think what if they couldn't get the, the, like, rights, the rights to, to that's what I was Lakers. thinking too. It's much yeah. easier to get the rights to the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I also read that well Colin Quinn is a pretty outspoken Knicks fan. And I assume Judd Apatow is a Knicks fan too, because he's from New York. Mm. But they they wrote the character of Lewis Scott based on Michael Jordan. So I'm guessing they really hate Michael Jordan because they're Knicks fans. I see. Uh, in the nineties. So they they wanted to create this horrible character like Lewis Scott, who's this who never star passes. NBA player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just couldn't believe that this star NBA player during the NBA Finals goes out partying and decides to hang out with these two loser Celtics fans who just keep feeding him beers and everything. And he's got he's got nothing better to do than than be with them. Yeah, and Damon Wayans is not very funny in this no. movie either he's written very straight like an athlete and it's such a uh, waste mm-hmm. yeah i also noticed the scenes where they're actually like playing the basketball games i don't think they were shot or edited together very well because there were times where it would seem like okay this guy like did a crossover towards the left and then the camera angle change and he's going to the right <laughs> and stuff like that it was like just, yeah, there's no continuity yeah. there. Yeah. 
And also then, in the in the arenas too, it felt so small. Yeah, the shots of uh, Dan. I was about to say that the shots of Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd cheering in the audience constantly were so um, annoyingly. Lo- uh, they annoyingly looked low budget and like they just mm-hmm. weren't in, actually in the stadium. And it's just so re- such repetitive shots. Yeah, just that music. Uh, underneath it it's like, like it's like all right now we gotta sit over here and just like <laughs> get, like 80s gags over and over again that aren't really that great yeah and uh another just big glaring plot hole i found was that uh dan Aykroyd is way behind on rent as as almost no money can't afford anything yet his whole apartment is filled with all this um, sports mobi- memorabilia, which is definitely worth a good amount of money, and then yeah. he's also going to Game Six and Seven of the NBA Finals, sitting like right behind the bench. Right. And it's just, I don't. It's just like crazy that isn't that these part guys, of his like character though? Doesn't his like wife I mean, come up to him and say, "Hey, <laughs> why are you going to spend tickets when we don't have rent or something like that?" Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just baffling to me that they still can go They're sit right up close to all these games. Degenerate yeah. Celtics fans. That's really Yeah. And uh another thing I wanted to mention too is that do you guys know that old commercial with Charles Barkley where he's like, I am not a role model? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Were they were they trying to parody that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because there's two moments. One in the very yeah, beginning. Towards where the beginning, yeah. Damon Wayans is like saying something like, I am not I don't think he says role model, he says something like that though and then later dan Aykroyd has some sort of moment like that too there's only one nba cameo in this movie right larry bird and that's it or is there no 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 bob Cousy was in it oh yeah bob Cousy's in the end yeah mm. oh and uh and then Wasn't bill there... walton and marv albert right bill walton the and commentators too yeah yeah they got marv albert they did get some pretty big names uh in this too for a movie that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. It's a weird first movie for Judd Apatow. It seems like something more, not like the first thing you would do. It seems like something towards the end of the career, like a throwaway thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was genuinely surprised to see that he was attached to this. Um, so being a, a lay person and not a movie buff like y- y'all, what are some other movies that Judd Apatow has done? Um, so after this, he did like 40 year old virgin, uh, knocked up, um, funny people. And he, and he like produced like every comedy you've seen in like the early two thousands. Uh, yeah. And he made that show freaks and geeks. Um, everyone loves it. it, it, Freaks and geeks was like a few years after when this movie was made. Interesting. Gotcha. And the quality uh, levels between are insurmountable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how he's basically, yeah, he's produced, like, a ton of comedy movies in the past 20 years. Yeah. Or so. Definitely a big, more of a big producer. Even though he now, wasn't but... in, like, the McKay, Will Ferrell crew, he produced a lot of their movies. Yeah. Same with, like, Ben Stiller and just, like, all the different camps that were out there like he he almost functioned between all of them yeah 
and so even like he's done he's done big name stuff that it's shocking that there's something that uh you know people haven't heard of um yeah yeah totally yeah uh there's also some minor details that really bothered me throughout like uh dan Aykroyd is from canada and i felt like you heard his 80 80 percent of the time he sort of had a canadian accent and then every now and then (laughs) he would say like a random phrase or line with a really thick boston accent Mm -hmm. it was just just to remind you that they're supposed to be from boston yeah yeah and having recently watched uh the new mark Wahlberg movie on netflix spencer confidential you just get two boston movies in one week (laughs) yeah you just get beaten over the head with a Boston accent, and then you get this where it's, uh, yeah, it, there's just random phrases where they slip it in. Yeah, there's a, it's a, there's bad attempts to try to make it feel like Boston. Yeah, um, but I'm also glad that you brought up all the the Home Alone stuff too, Luke. I like your idea of having Joe Pesci in it. I, are you a Home Alone fan, Seth? Um, I would not say fan, much like. Mm-hmm. Lots of classic American things. I did not experience Home Alone until like high school when I mm-hmm. watched it for the first time, maybe college. So I think I've only seen it once. Um, but yeah, I like so you're it. old enough to be like, this is pretty weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you see a movie like that for the first time in high school or college, right, that's the problem. Weird, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like this, yeah. Um, I like having your idea of Joe Pesci in it, Luke, because it's almost like a prequel yeah, to Home know, Alone. Yeah, he's like, Frigga, Jigga, Celtics, Frigga, Bigga, <laughs> Wigga, Celtics. And then in the end, they, right before the credits roll, they go and allude to kidnapping Deion Sanders right. uh, oh, yeah. for the Patriots, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like and it's like we're the their... we're the skinny bandits. We're the, I mean, we're the cowboy bandits, not the Celtics yeah. bandits. Um, it's almost like a prelude to his criminal career that you see in Home Alone 1 yeah. I thought Act Two of Celtics Pride kind of resembled like a season one of Breaking Bad type episode, where it's just <laughs> two kind two idiots kind of in over their head with a crime yeah. and uh, doing something that they normally would never do, and it's kind of the whole you know it's about being in the situation. It's just the movie didn't, uh, you know, it just didn't live up to like. Uh, the, all the places you can go with something like that so it was kind of it was just kind of more dry and boring and annoying um so even though i think this movie shouldn't exist i still think it was a missed <laughs> opportunity to do something kind of cool with celtics pride it could have been it could have been better it could have been better maybe could not have, maybe yeah. not great but better i think it still could have been a quality cult comedy hit you know yeah. from mm-hmm. the 90s yeah that- totally yeah, that a group of guys would definitely... I don't, I don't think anybody's probably that into this movie. No. Not even, like, those uh, stereotypical, like, Boston sports fans uh, who are, like, you know... Um, like, there's that John Mulaney bit. you are like, you sold your grandmother's wedding ring? What? I needed it for season tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like those Well, see, there's guys. great jokes like that that could have been made in a movie like this. Yeah. It has the potential to be something like fanboys, you know, yeah, yeah, because it's based off something so uh, specific that only mm-hmm. like a select people would be into it. Yeah, uh, and 
I also wanted to mention, well, first of all, we've talked a lot about all the, the comedy titans in this movie, and there's even a cameo from Jeff Ross in oh, it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the amount of comedy minds and just comedic acting that there is in this. Yeah, it has the potential to be to be one of those. Um, and, th- yeah, it's also it's the sort of the tail end of Dan Aykroyd's career in a sense, too, because he was huge mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s and then does a movie like this. But, yeah, Celtic Pride. I don't know. It, I hope it didn't hurt your uh, your Celtic Pride, Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was um, unrealistic enough where it wasn't, like, a bad representation of Celtics fans. I mean, there is definitely some, like, stereotypes that are pretty true that it <clears throat> talked about in the movie, but it was, like, so outlandish that it didn't feel like it was, like, a, I don't know, insinuating that Celtics didn't feel like an fans are actually going <clears> to <throat> kidnap anyone. Yeah, so I didn't feel personally attacked by the movie. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Are there any other are you a fan of any other basketball movies or have you seen many other basketball movies? Um well, from my childhood, my all-time favorite was Coach Carter. Mm. A classic. Yeah. It's a um, classic. And I liked Hoosiers. Um and Space Jam, of course. Mhm. Fun Space fact. Space Jam is another one if you've seen Space Jam when for the first time in high school or college, you probably mm. Yeah. yeah. What is this movie? Yeah. yeah. Fun fact: When I uh, was visiting Syracuse, we had like an overnight in the stadium, and they played Space Jam, um, like on the jumbotron, and then they had Michael Jordan's daughter, who was a student at Syracuse, oh. like got on the mic and like said a little thing about Space Jam and how she was like a little girl when they were filming it. <laughs> that's such a silly scene yeah. what does she have to say about space <laughs> honestly i couldn't really hear that well from where i was in the stadium <laughs> it was just the fact that she was up there you're like <laughs> oh, i knew my she was God. up there i was like oh this is pretty cool so did you go to syracuse at the same time as her i think she might have graduated right before i started but oh, okay. we may be overlapped for a year i'm not sure yeah. I went to school at the same time as that uh that one Bears coach, Mark Tressman's daughter. Mm. She went to DePaul at the same time mm. as I did. I believe it was. Her name was like Chloe Tressman or something like that. That'd be rough for her cuz a lot of people cuz she got him. he got bounced. Yeah, that guy got bounced out of town, so I don't think you can say Trestman around Chicago. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the dark tone people would say, like, Mark Trestman is ruining the Bears. <laughs> yeah, hardcore Bears fans can get really heated about uh, about stuff like that. About, at, at about the, the Bears. <laughs> there's a Blackhawks game this year where a kid was wearing a Trubisky jersey and he, they showed him on the Jumbotron and everybody started booing him. <laughs> 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 It's like it's a kid. He's yeah. just a child, you know? <laughs> and It's not actually Trubisky. And he's wearing a jersey of the team that you like. <laughs> yeah, you're still a Bears fan. Right? You like them, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, that's that's why I do like the Bears, but I also, I'm not as uh, as invested in uh, 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. just hating kids. Bears fans have always kind of sucked. <laughs> they're, or, they're definitely they, a different breed. They either, they either suck or they're good, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, something that reminded me of uh, uh, my seventh grade basketball team was, uh, Seth, you mentioned Coach Carter is one of the basketball mm-hmm. movies you liked growing up. Before the first like game we had in seventh grade, after practice, our coach showed us um, the movie Coach Carter. Really? Because you guys are a bunch of guys from kids from the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, it totally related to all us white kids. From <laughs> yeah. We were like, "Wow, this is us." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, there's a. My uncle of... got shot once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a part of Coach Carter where they name a play after uh, Samuel L. Jackson's wife, and Delilah. That oh, I yes. think so. Yeah. And during that part of the movie, we're all watching it. So, like, our the seventh grade basketball coach was also the history teacher, and uh, so we're in his classroom watching this, and we have like pizza and whatever. And uh, after that scene, we're like, Coach Hoffman, Coach Hoffman, we should name one of our plays after your wife, and he just goes. <laughs> I'm uh, divorced. And it, was, <laughs> it was dead silent in there after that. It was one of the most uncomfortable but also really funny moments I can remember growing up. That's oh, great. That's so bad. I've never heard an adult more just like dead inside than <laughs> when he had to tell all these annoying seventh graders that he's divorced. But I mean, I, how else do you handle that question? I guess we we're all super excited to name play yeah. after his wife. But all right, then your ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, same thing. What was her name? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's anytime Thanks. someone talks about Coach Carter, that's all I can think of. Um, that's yeah, good memory from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, know, Luke. Do you have any other recommendations of good basketball movies that we could um, um, refine our palate with after watching? Celtic pride. I, I I don't know. I don't have anything like interesting because you guys mentioned almost all of them. Um, <laughs> Glory Road is one I know you guys have probably seen. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen yeah. Glory Road. That was a favorite growing up. I feel like yeah. Glory Road had was the same. I think the same composer from Remember the Titans did it, or or something like. I, I've been trying, meaning on looking this up because the composer of Miracle. Um, Remember the Titans and Glory Road are so similar and give me the same uh, juice, you know, emotional, inspirational juices. I want, I need to see if it's the same uh, composer. Um, but yeah, Coach Carter, I once saw in a st- in a study hall for like kids who struggled in school, which is really wow. really interesting place to watch that. And there was also a bunch of, and it was it was almost like the. It's almost like the guidance counselor teacher was going like, "All right, here you kids, learn something, <laughs> learn a thing or two, learn a work, mm-hmm. learn a work ethic by watching <laughs> Sam Jackson tell kids to study all the time." And then Hoosiers once I saw in eight for my eighth grade basketball team, my coach made us all watch it as a team. Yeah. So you know that my coach was a basketball like purist. <laughs> He's like Gene Hackman. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. Gene Hackman. He's three passes before you shoot in defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those good old days of when you always had to 
make at least three passes before anyone can shoot because there's mm-hmm. always the kid that he, right when he gets it just throws it up. Yeah. I've wanted to rewatch Hoosiers though because of uh, drunk Dennis Hopper in the movie. <laughs> I want to see yeah. him. I love that yeah, moment that. where he's just like. He's like, Jenny, you you go take his place. And he's like, bring it in. But then he ends up in the drunk tank like three days later. But it's a yeah, it's a weirdly like two legendary actors. There's no, all out of all these basketball movies, there's no two better actors in a basketball movie than that. Yeah. Weirdly. Games. Yeah. For this Indiana basketball movie. I'd also recommend, I don't know if you've seen it, Seth, uh, the documentary Hoop Dreams. No. Which, it's uh, it's like three hours long, so it definitely uh, <laughs> take up plenty of time that you're just yeah, yeah. sitting around at home. Okay. But it's about these two high school, it's a documentary about these two high school basketball players in Chicago. This is in the early 90s, I think. Um, it just sort of like their their path on trying to make it to the nba like basketball is all their life and it's yeah it's super um, well regarded yeah it's it gives like a real take on um you know these two kids that don't really have a lot that basketball is like everything to them and then um yeah just sort of details their their journey from high school into college and yeah it's uh it's really good i thought of a 2019 nba movie um high flying bird how to, how could i forget that's one of one oh, of my yeah. favorite movies of 2019 yeah netflix movie high flying bird doesn't have um a lot of basketball playing in it no any. no so it's, it's all behind the scenes mm. and it's about corruption yes gotcha. corruption in the so NBA. it should have been directed by chris nolan um but yeah you'd like it seth it's about it's it it's about kind of how it's based on real stuff and about how rookies uh, adjust to the NBA and um, how tough the adjustment is and how people don't realize it. Mm. And it has a lot. It has a lot of real interviews with uh, players like Carl Anthony Towns, um, and for I, and for some reason I can only remember Carl Anthony Towns, but there's others. Gotcha. Yeah, when you're talking about the documentaries, that reminded me of two basketball documentaries. One was about Sebastian Telfair. Remember him? Oh, uh, I yeah. think so. It's is called that a Thirty for Thirty. Um, or not ESPN sure. Doc? It looks like it is ESPN. Yeah, and it was uh, 2005. Kind of just about his growing up and making it into the NBA. And then there was one, um, which I just looked up, called Unguarded. It's about Chris Heron. I think this might have been a 30 for 30. I think I watched that. Is this the dude on drugs? Yeah, so he had yes. a drug addiction. That, that, um, yeah, that documentary is crazy. Um, and yeah, apparently he talked at Glumbard South like the year after. Really? Um, because my brother went there, and apparently he was just he was just yelling at all the kids about not doing drugs like they were like making jokes in the middle of his um presentation mm. and he was like you better shut up or you're gonna be on drugs and, and uh john and i don't like this guy basically was one of those classic addiction stories yeah. um yeah like did everything like oxycontin he would do oxycontin during a game Bef- and have yeah. like an, an amazing game yeah and so yeah it's a weird guy wow. to bring into glumbard south and be like 
you better stop right now with your drugs. Did he blame yeah. the NBA? Yeah. I've never heard of mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, he did. He has an intense story. Wow. It was a – I remember it being a good documentary. It's been years since I've seen it, but yeah, I remember it. was it really compelling. I, I love the ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was one on the other day about Dennis Rodman. I watched that. Uh, really good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Cause oh, that probably is, is really a, good. He has such an interesting backstory. Yeah. Just leading up to – Right, his whole life growing up is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, his journey finding his own identity or what – yeah what felt like authentic to him you know yeah he really is like a fascinating person Mm because he's one of a kind for sure and this summer espn is supposed to release a documentary about the 90s bulls which Mm -hmm. i'm very excited about surprising Mm -hmm. that there isn't one already or maybe they're just refined doing a refined one Mm-hmm. But I remember I did see the Bad Boys Pistons one, and that has a ton mm-hmm. of Bulls stuff in it. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one too, because that's like right before our time. So, like, I don't know. By the time I could really comprehend what was going on in the NBA and follow it better, I had no idea the pull, the Bulls and Pistons had such like a heated rivalry back in like the late '80s and early '90s. Um, yeah. Lots of lots of good basketball content out there without the games. Yeah, there's stuff you can find. Yeah. And you know what? I actually I bet if you guys recorded your commentary over the uh simulated games on two K, I bet people would watch. I would watch. Sure. <laughs> okay. If you guys figure out a way to do that. Yeah, I will like... <laughs> uh, I'll make that suggestion. You're like <laughs> watching the simulation. Fuck you, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the we, the game we did just today to to test it out was actually Lakers Clippers. Mm. Um, so, sounds like a sounds like a good one. Yeah, I it's lost five mat- bucks because Lakers matchup. won. <laughs> yeah, and I actually heard the uh, the Suns were going to be simulating the remainder of their games on two K, um, or like showing them on two K and uh, streaming them on Twitch. I don't know if they're still doing that, but that's. Uh, yeah, I just think a good thing to pass the time with for your sure. fans. Why not? Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks uh, so much, Seth, for being on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. It's thanks for having me on. It's a it's a high highly esteemed honor. Oh uh, yes, well, wow. it's an honor to have you. <laughs> yes. And it's our uh, first. That's our first honor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Seth, you have two podcasts that I we do. should mention here not only you have sport ball sports podcast but you also have harry potter podcast that's right yeah wow so my brother and i co-host a podcast called spew serious potter in an everyday world <laughs> which is available on itunes and spotify and uh yeah we talk about connecting harry potter to the world of social justice and activism and current events and politics so yeah it's a lot of fun um we just kind of try to make correlations between harry potter characters the different conflicts and movements in harry potter to kind of things that are going on in our world um and yeah we'll actually be releasing a podcast very soon that uh 
is a little bit more lighthearted to cheer people up during these times where my brother and I were joined by a special guest, our sister, Cassandra, and we did a fantasy-style draft to create Mm. our ideal Hogwarts staff. Um, (laughs) So look forward to that. So you don't think the current Hogwarts staff is, like, ideal? How much do you change (laughs) it up? Right, so we added in certain characters who have displayed expertise in a particular subject for example Mm. Sirius Black can transform into a dog so we figure he could probably teach transfiguration and you have a stable defense against the dark arts teacher going on because they never have one so because there are so many there were lots to choose from and we added in some people just to make it fun um, and then did a snake draft just the three of us so you know just some fun content to really dive into our nerdiness in this uh perilous time of a pandemic (laughs) nice i like that i'm looking forward to that actually yeah carly's a big harry potter fan so she'll definitely enjoy that too absolutely yeah i'll let you guys know when i get around to uploading it which i have plenty of free time now so hopefully tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah you really can't make any excuses for being busy nowadays i know it's tough i'm doing uh i'm still working for um company that i worked for in denver and they uh they'll ask me something to do and i can't say no i'm busy doing this that day you know because i'm always sitting around yeah yeah there's there's no excuses anymore but uh yeah cool a bit of a crossover too you have a sports podcast and podcast about movies which i know they're they're also books but right we focus uh, on the books but you know it's all good yeah you know to each their own yeah yeah all right, but yeah, thanks, Seth, for joining the podcast. And uh, Luke and I will be back with some more uh, quarantine episodes soon, uh, but a little <laughs> more lighthearted than Contagion. Yeah, that sounds so sad. <laughs> so uh, we're more not, we won't talk about Contagion episodes. anymore. Yeah, uh, it'll be much more fun and lighthearted. So stay tuned for that. They're playing basketball. Uh, all around the we world. To the beach, y'all. Let's go. All around the world. Y'all know. This is so, so dead.